understand how he constructs, how he aligns, how he set things in order. Let me tell you something. If you are willing to hear the Father's word, if you are willing to be obedient, it doesn't. I, I remember receiving a word that said, uh, in this house that says, obedience doesn't require understanding. You don't have to understand what the Father says and uh, what he said to you in order to be obedient to his word. But faith is beyond understanding. Faith is beyond anything that I could know, any part of my knowledge of wisdom. All right? But faith causes us to walk in the Father, and I, and I really don't like to say blindly, but trustly, trusting. It's a trusting. It's not a blind walk. It's a trusting walk. I don't understand it, Father, but I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep doing what I have to do in order to please you because obedience and faith pleases the Father. Anything outside of obedience and faith does not please the Father. You know, even Romans teaches us anything done without faith is sin. And, you know, that, that as a person who really don't have a relationship with the Father, that sounds so ridiculous. But when you truly know who Yahweh is, and when you truly understand how involved he is in our lives, then you realize that's not so ridiculous at all. That every part of my life can be a part, can be faith-filled. And that's what it is to serve the Father. We are faithful people. All right. I want to stay on track. <laughs> and I'm giving honor to um, this house. I want to give honor to Steve and Miss Kim. I want to, come on. Yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. They deserve that. Hallelujah. Yes. Come on. I know that ain't your best. Come on. Hallelujah. Yes. 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 And you know why I want to honor them today? I want to honor them differently and just a, a, a little differently than we have before. Yes, he's the head of this house. Yes, he's the head, um, a great leader. He's led us into many things. But the one thing I realized that he has led me into even more than I have my, for myself is family. I have not been anywhere where family has been such an important part of the ministry. It is awesome. And I love you for that. And I appreciate you guys for that. Because you have demonstrated on a greater level what family is and how family. And even when I was learning, I didn't always understand. But now that I've matured in it, I realize there's something special about family. There's something special. There's an anointing that coincides with family. Amen? I want to honor this house by how it operates. And it begins from the head and it flows down. You look at any part of this house, if that family ain't involved, it ain't happening. Any part of this house, that's, that's anything that's attached to this house, if there's not a family involved, it's not happening in here. I challenge you to name something that doesn't involve family. Every single thing that happens in here happens because of family. 
And you know what? And you have to be careful with that because sometimes in the wrong spirit, that can be deadly. Then it can become cliquish. It can become more like a clan than a family. But in the right spirit, there is an anointing that comes when family operates together. I'm just saying, I'm just trying not to get ahead of myself. Okay? So, you know, in that, you know, I honor my wife. I honor my kids. I honor my family because I see how it's awesome when someone compliments you because your family loves to be around you. How many times you, uh, our fathers and sons and, and especially the mothers and the sons and the daughters and stuff, you know, I, I can't help it. I, I used to think, I grew up believing or being taught that as an adult, if your children were involved in the things that you were involved in, then they were out of place. Your kids were out of place. You know what I mean? When I used to, my mama had company, and I walked into a room where my mama had company. If I didn't keep walking through that room, <laughs> there was going to be some issues. And as a matter of fact, she would give me the eye the whole time I'm going through there. It would have been better for me to go out the back door and come around the house and come through the front door than to walk through that room. And so that's, that's the fear I grew up with. That's the understanding I grew up. That kids were never to be a part of what you do. But now, I don't care who's sitting and talking with me. If my kids walk into the room, they're going to feel welcome. Not because I'm not going to allow them to get into adults' business or adult conversation, but the fact is, my conversation is always just good conversation. I don't care who walks into the room or who I'm talking to. It's a conversation that can be heard even from the youngest to the oldest. So my family, so now they have the idea that, you know, everything we do, growing up with them, we celebrated together. We partied together. We played together. We cried together. You know, we were mad there. We fussed and argued together. We did all those things together. And so now it's to a point where we still do things together. We enjoy. We don't have to be doing anything. Pop, what you doing? And I'm coming by. Well, come on. We sit and watch television together. You know, but that's the unity of family. That's the importance of family. That's what happens when your family is raised in the right vein, under the right anointing. Um, to the families in this house, I want to honor you. From this pulpit, the music, all the way through the door. I want to honor you because there's an anointing that happens in this house because of the families. You know, I, I, I can't imagine. At first, I'm going to be honest, at first it frightened me when I first came in to see families involved with so many different things. Because the family, what I saw, I realized wasn't families at all. Though they were kin, they weren't family. And there's a difference in being kin 
and being family. There's a difference in that because family is, is that you know how they use it, how they say still, blood is thicker than water. Well, spirit is deeper than blood. Amen. And when you are a family who are united by spirit, it supersedes blood. See, when that happened to me, I didn't understand it at first. It caused my blood relatives to look at me differently. I was even told, oh, you like, you like your, them church people better than you like your own family. You spend more time with them church people than you do your own family. There was a reason for that. Because them people you call church people were joined to me by spirit. And they were what family really is. So when I go there, I ain't got to worry about where my kids are. I ain't got to worry about what's being said or done around my kids. When they get them from me, I don't even look for them. Because I know they're okay. And that's what family does. Family protects. Family shields. Family honors. You know, I can't send my, I couldn't send my kids anywhere without the head of that household honoring me. All right. All right, brother. What, 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 what you appreciate? What you let them watch? You know, what rating? Or and all that, you know, even from the movie and the food they ate. The question was asked when we were getting to know each other. And then after a while, once we got to know each other, we didn't have to ask those questions. Because I knew how to honor that house. I knew how to honor my family. And see, it's something you, you, you know how to honor one another when you are family. See, you ain't family yet. I got to ask you about these things. But the moment you become family, I ain't got to ask you about it because I know, what, I know how to honor you. I understand what honor is. And I'm getting somewhere. I'm getting somewhere. So you have to realize, here's what I realized, that... Family is unity, and unity is the anointing. Family, unity, and the anointing all flows together. You cannot be anointed and not be joined to something. You cannot be anointed and not be joined to family. And family don't have to be big. It don't have to be many, but you have to be joined to something. You know, and, and I'm, I'm telling on myself, y'all, because I remember when I first came here, I think the first and second Sunday I was here, well, every Sunday for a little while I went home mad. <laughs> True. I went home mad. I was 38 hot a lot of times. I would tell my wife, I ain't going back there. And it's funny because it was me who was always saying, I got to go visit Steve. I used to say Pastor Steve. I didn't know better. But I said, man, I got to go visit that Pastor Steve. I got to go visit that Pastor Steve. And then when I got here, I didn't realize how offended I was going to be once I got with Pastor Steve. And this one particular time, Sunday, he preached, you cannot pastor your church at your kitchen table. 
Well, I'll be doggone. I've been pastoring my family at my kitchen table at that time for about six months before I came to see you. I told them, you know what? We ain't going nowhere. If that's, if, 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 if church is what my church experiences have been in the past, we ain't going nowhere. My wife would say, well, baby, let's go visit somewhere. I said, nope. <laughs> Not going. I said, if I go anywhere, for, I, I, it probably was, I promise, it was probably close to a year. That would be our conversation every Sunday morning. Well, honey, won't we go visit such and such? I'd be like, nope. I said, if I go anywhere, I'm going to go see Pastor Steve. Well, let's go this. Nope. If I go anywhere, I'm going to go see Pastor Steve. And it was like that for a long time. You want to know why? I didn't understand it, but I understand it now, sir. Because I heard family in your voice. He had sent he, the, the very um, instances he was talking about when they were at uh, Charisma. And he knew my wife there in the parking lot. She described to me that walking through the parking lot, they had passed each other and they spoke. And he turned and he said to her, you tell your husband that there's a difference between a father and a king. Yes, sir. Immediately, from the very, before I even knew him, family was being taught, was being preached to me, was being sent to me. And when I received that word, yeah. And the difference was, a father gives and a king takes. And as simple as that was, that thing brewed in me for about a year and a half. And that's like, if anybody, so that's why my heart was like, if I go visit anybody, it's going to be Pastor Steve. And um, walked in. I haven't been anywhere else since the first Sunday I was here. But I'm not going to promise you, I'm not going to even say that it was gravy the whole time. Because this particular Sunday I'm talking about where he told me I can't pass it from my um, kitchen table. I was 38 hot. I was like, I don't know who he talking to. <laughs> I know I got the Holy Ghost. And I know Jesus is my father. I'm going to teach my family what he wants me to teach him. And that's what I'm going to do. But you know what was beautiful about it? See, the father knew how to do it because when my kids from day one, when my kids came in, Kaylee, his family, grabbed my family. Alex and, 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 and Josh, they just latched on to my family immediately. And I saw their peace and I saw their happiness. I said, okay, they got me this time. Huh? <laughs> I, I'll come back next week just because of the kids. And then I came back a couple of times because of the kids. And then all of a sudden, after the kids, here come Miss Kim. She wrapped her arms around my wife. I was like, man. Yeah, it was good. They, I was like, okay, you know what? I said, I'm the strong one. You know? I could deal, I could deal with this, you know, for that sake for a little while. I let it wear off. And the only two people left was me and Jordan. You know, both of us sitting up with scrawls on their face, you know, like, 
Man, Jordan was mad because he couldn't get with the music, you know. I was mad because the word was offending me every day, every time I got here. But, but all of a sudden, here come Miss Kim again. Jordan, I heard that you could play the drum. I want you to come play. And boy, I knew it was over then when Jordan got hooked. When Jordan got hooked, then I said, okay, I might well get this up. I'm going to be here. And I'm just going to have to deal with whatever. <laughs> but the offense kept coming. The offense kept coming. You want to know why? Because it was beating all that religion out of me. It was beating all of that religious idea of what family was out of me. I didn't understand at the moment. Yeah. I didn't understand at the moment. And it took me a long time after that to even really get it in the way that I get it now. But I understand that there was a religious family in me that needed to be removed. Because anytime at that moment, my family could have said some of the things that they said later. Had they said it in the beginning, it would have changed my mind. But they didn't know what I was doing. They didn't understand it the way they understand it now. And so when I got to the point where I realized that I ain't going nowhere, that's when the onslaught started happening. Oh, you got your children on, on, on Facebook writing about Yahweh. I had cousins, I'm telling you, I had cousins from prison <laughs> calling me collect. <laughs> yeah. To tell me about being Yahweh. Cuz, what's going on, cuz? How you, how you Yahweh? I was like, boy, what you talking about? And so, in case you didn't know, back at the time, I say late 90s, late 70s, early 80s, there was a sect that was called Yahweh. And they were walking around with white turbans and walking on, they would have sticks and stuff, and they would call Yahweh. So when everybody heard Yahweh come from me, all of a sudden they think I'm walking around looking like a shepherd boy, you know? But, so I had to explain to him. I took the time, I, I, you know, I took the time to talk to him and tell him. I said, bro, I said, cuz, it's nothing like that. They just misunderstand. If you look into it, Yahweh is the name of, of God. That's his real name. God is just the title. You know, he is a God. He is the God of God. But Yahweh is who he is. That's his name. And so, and after I spent that time talking to him, he was like, oh, okay, because I thought you walk around here, man, uh, uh, with a cane and stuff like that. I said, say, no, because it's, it's all right. But family, talking about the unity of family, you know, and understanding and, and, and just honoring this house because we operate in family. You know, and that's something great about it, and I'm going to get to it here in a minute. So, let's do this. Let's read a couple of scriptures before I get too far. First one, let's go to more Psalms 133 and 1, verses 1 and 2. Psalms 133 and 1, verses 1 and 2. All right, because, and I want you to listen to how David unifies family and the anointing and not just the anointed because we could be anointed but there's a difference between being anointed 
and the anointing. The anointing, the anointing is something that rests on a person. But the anointing flows. And so David, he, he identified how family causes the anointing to flow. Psalms 133 and 1 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers. In other words, for family. To dwell together how? In unity. And see, in unity doesn't mean that we're just gathered here in a room together. But unity is how we operate. Unity is how we connect. Unity is how we feel about one another. Oh, come on, somebody. We cannot be unified if my heart isn't sincere to every person in this room. Now, granted, I may not know you like I know someone else. But the idea that you are a part of my house, that you are in my family, my heart is still for you. I still desire to see you do well. I still desire to have a relationship with you. I still desire to get to know you. I don't want to be a stranger to you always. I don't want to be a part of this house and you be a part of this house. I sit on this side, you sit on that side, and I never get to know who you are. That's what unity is. Unity means that when something is off in you, that I can recognize you enough to know, ah, man, somebody ain't right about my brother. Somebody ain't right about my sister. You know, and then being courageous enough to step to you and say, how can I help? What's going on, sis? Can I pray for you? And I understand people are not always going to be open to you. Then sometimes it hurts so much. And, you, they, you know, it's hard to just open up. It's hard to. But, to, but the idea of that someone said, how can I help, is more than enough sometimes. Thank you. I, I mean, I, I, they might say, I can't share right now, but thank you. Just pray for me. Then you do that. You just pray for them. You lift them up. In every way, you allow, you allow your heart to be as concerned about them if it was someone, your wife, your husband, your son, or your daughter. You be concerned about them. That's unity. See, I ain't got to know everything to know that we're unified. I don't have to understand everything about you to know that we're unified. But if my heart genuinely cares for you, guess what? We're unified. If I know that we are walking and we're working toward the same purpose, we're unified. And we're going to move and we're going to flow together until we get deeper. That's unity. Unity is a growing thing. It's not an instant thing, but it's a thing that is alive. And it happens over a process. Some unifying happens quicker than others. But the fact is, it happened, it grows. It's not a stagnant thing. I mean, we're not just all of a sudden unified, but it's because we work together. It's because we do all those things together. We hurt together. You know, we get disappointed with one another. But can we say, I forgive you? Or can we, sometimes it ain't about being forgiven. Sometimes it's about being understanding. I didn't have to walk up to Steve and say, man, you know what? I forgive you. (laughs) 
you said some stuff, man, and you upset me, and I forgive you. But you know what I did? I went home. I went home. Every time I went home, and I probably fussed a little bit with my wife, you know. But I, ain't, I don't know about that. that he, how are you going to tell me? What, what, what else are we supposed to do? Not go to church? Not do nothing? I, you know, I was upset. But when I began to listen, and when I began to hear, something corrected me. There was a change. There was a breaking inside of me that caused me to hear the voice in the voice. It causes me to hear not the fact that I couldn't teach my family at the table, but it caused me to hear and understand the importance of joining and being unified. We can't stand together if we're not unified. There's no way we can last if we're not joined together. And I began to hear the joining. And I began to see something that I've never seen before. I began to understand in a way that I've never understood that was new to me. So this is family. And I didn't even call it that then because I didn't understand it the way I understand it now. But I know it was family that I was hearing, that I was seeing, that I was experiencing. And even still, it was raw and it was rough. But man, this thing is so beautiful now. I can't tell you how much it has smoothed out and the beauty that's going to come from it. It's going to be phenomenal. Just trying not to get ahead of myself and take my time. Psalms. And then the next scripture I want to read because if I don't, I probably won't get to it. Let's go to John. Uh, John 4, 21 and 23. John 4, 21 and 23. Is that the right one? Did I give you the right scriptures there? That's what it said. Ooh. You know what? First, not First John, St. John. That's St. John? Oh, my goodness. I might have gave you the wrong thing. <laughs> My bad, I'm sorry. But I can tell you this. The John I'm talking about. (laughs) The John I'm talking about. Jesus was praying. This is when he was praying. He was praying for the people. He was praying uh, before You know, he went away. He was praying for the people. And the thing that he was praying about most of all was unity. He said, Father, let them be in one another like we are in one another. Let them be in you as I am in you. Let them be in one another as you are in me and I am in you. And if you would allow them and if you would cause them to be joined to one another in the same way that we are joined to one another, then my life, my living, my dying, my resurrection will not be in vain. Not only that, but if they will be in one another the way that you and I are in one another, then your purpose, your will, the whole reason for me to come has been solidified. It has been made right. The purpose has been fulfilled when they know how to be unified with one another. 
Not only that, but the word teaches us, how can I say that I love God and I hate my brother? Except I love you, except I love you, except I love the person that's sitting next to me, I can't love God. Without that love for my brother, then we can't even be unified. And if we're not unified, there's the anointing. And see, there's an appearance. I grew up in what I would have called a, uh, an anointed church or anointed place because there was shouting. There was great music. You know, people preached. And we preached till we sweat. We shouted till we sweat. We danced. We played music. And it was hot. <laughs> it was hot. I'm not kidding you. I didn't grow up with AC. Y'all, you, you don't understand that. I didn't have AC in my house. I didn't have AC in my car. And I didn't have AC in my church. And back then, I was, I was a drummer. You know, I was one of the musicians. And they put me back in a corner. And there was no circulation in that corner. And when they sang, they sang hard. And they sang long. So you back there beating. And you sweating. I was sweat so much sometimes the ushers would feel bad for me and come and wipe my forehead. That's how hard I was sweating. So to me, if you didn't sweat like that, you weren't anointed. That was no anointing. It was the anointing that made us sweat like that. It was the anointing that made us sing a song for an hour. No, I know better now. And I'm so thankful for the AC in my house, <laughs> in my car, and in my church. Uh, yes, come on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amen. And I'm thankful we don't sing a song. We don't sing a song for an hour. Thank you, Miss Kaylee. <laughs> but that's what it was like for me. And so I had to understand that. Being anointed ain't the same as the anointing. The anointing flows. And when anointing begins to flow, guess what it does? It causes healing. Um, the oil, the precious oil that uh, David talked about in the second verse of um, Psalms. You don't have to go there. But that precious oil, that oil sanctifies us. It causes us to be clean. It causes us to be pure. It anoints us in a way that sets us apart. When you understand what the anointing is, the anointing is literally a, an illumination. So when you are anointed, you are illuminated. And therefore, it sets you apart. And it causes the eyes of God to know you, see you. And I know he sees us every place, but there's something about the anointing that causes me to be illuminated, that causes God to pay attention to me. Wait a minute. I see my son over there. He's glowing. He's anointed. The anointing is on him. The anointing, he has been anointed, and the anointing is flowing from him. What's going on? And so when we as a house, that's one person. But when we as a house are united as a family, there's some, then the anointing starts flowing. Come on, somebody. I, I, I'm talking to you, but I don't think you're getting it yet. As a house, 
as a family, there's an anointing that's flowing in everything that we do. And because of the flowing of the anointing, there's a subduing of a land that's taking place. Come on, somebody. Woo. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. There's an anointing of a land. See, I, I, I ain't got the energy, nor do I have the breath to scream this thing at you like I usually do. All right? But I want you to understand something. When we operate as a family, there's a unity that happens. And because of the unity, there's an anointing that takes place. And because of the anointing, there's a flowing that takes place. And see, and that's why we can stand, Steve can stand in the pulpit and say, bring me your sick. Bring me your, de your demon possessed. Bring me your broken hearted. Let them come. Bring me your pedophiles. Bring me your thieves. Bring me everybody that's the sinner. Because there is an anointing that's flowing in this house that causes all who would dare to come in contact can be sanctified, can be healed, can be delivered, can be made whole, can be strengthened, can be made better because of the anointing. It ain't me. It ain't just Steve. But it's the people that Steve is joined to. It's the family that he's joined to. It's my family. It's your family. It's all of us who are joined by spirit and not by blood. Hallelujah. Listen. The unity is congruent to the anointing. And if you know anything about geometry, geometry... Though I love math, geometry is probably one of my hardest subjects. Learning angles and what's congruent, what's not congruent. You know, being acute, being obtuse, and all those things. I, I, I struggle with that. You know, I was like, man, this is some crazy stuff. You know? But to be congruent, in the Latin word, the C-O-N is not a negative thing, but it means to, uh, what I wrote here. It's together. So whereas we've been taught con, if you, because in my English class, they taught, my English teachers taught me, well, if you see the word con, you can almost bet that that's a negative um, insinuation. Because, because con means against. So whenever you saw a word that began with con, it almost seemed that almost just automatically have a negative connotation except for construction, you know, then she point out some words, now construction is good, you know, because you're building stuff, you're bringing it together. And it's a good example of what con stands for in this word, but con means together. The Latin sense of it, the true Latin root of it, and, and the, how you say it, congruent, the, uh, you drop the G, and you will say, rur, rur. Something like that. Did I say that right, Miss Liz? Thank you. <laughs> it means to fall or rush in agreement or harmony. Come on, somebody. It's not just a walk into. It's not just a laying down. But it's a falling. 
I'm so into this thing that I'm just going to fall into it. You know, it's one thing when you get in a cold pool and you, and you kind of tiptoe in it. Woo, 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 woo. You know what I mean? You kind of control. You control that temperature. How, uh, woo, woo, don't do that. Don't splash, don't splash. You know, it's one thing that, you know, when you walk into it. But the best way if I've learned to get into cold water, take the nasty plunge, baby. Just go in there and bloosh. Just fall in. And let it just overtake you. Every part of you. And when you come up, you're like, ooh. But you're okay. Instantly, you become better. And so the same thing with family, the same thing with unity. It's not something you ease into. But you got to fall into it. You got to jump into it. You got to allow that thing to overtake you. You got to allow it to be a part of every part of you. You understand what I'm saying? That's what it is to be congruent. So uh, family, unity, and the anointing that flows is congruent. The more unity you have, the more flowing of an anointing you're going to have. The more we are family by the spirit, then the more the anointing is going to flow from us. I got to share this with you because it's good. I'm really almost done, to be honest. I was on the phone. I was, you know, I work from the phone now. I'm a customer service rep, right? (laughs) And um, by all means, it should have been a rough day because it seemed like customer after customer was upset. And I all been out of whack about something, which is unusual because that usually don't happen. But this particular day, it was just happening back to back. And I remember the word the father gave me. He said, you know, a kind word turns away wrath. And, you know, and, and boy, I usually can get with you. But, you know, I said, you know what? I'm not going to let it happen. Because one time my wife was like, uh-uh, don't let him get to you. Uh-uh, calm down. Don't let him get to you. I said, okay, baby. I said, but you won't hear how this man talking to me on the other line. He talking to me like I'm stupid when I know what I'm supposed to be doing. But she said, you can't let that get to you. And so, you know, that was one day. But the next time, I said, you know what? I want to be better. I want to be better. And it came at me, and it came at me. You know what? I ain't let him move me. I stayed cool. You know, I held my swag when I was talking to him. I knew what I was supposed to say. You know what I'm saying? And so, and I learned from my wife, you got an everyday voice, and then you got a phone voice. Right? Right? Yeah, yeah. You got a phone voice. You know, and it's so funny. I can mess with her, but I ain't going to mess with her. But, you know, I put, I put my phone voice on him. You know, you know, put my, uh, uh, I put my voice on him, you know. You know, thank you for calling Reams. This is Archie. How can I help you today? You know, and they all they don't. I say, yes, sir, I can help you with that. I understand that. I apologize for that. And one man, he was so irate, but by the end of the conversation, you know what he said to me? He said, Archie, I am so glad I talked to you today. He said, because my, you don't understand the place I was in when I called. And he said, you know, people don't get along with me. But he said, I want to know. He said, what's your name? And I told him my name. He said, I want to remember your name. 
because nobody gets along with me and tolerates me the way you just did. And he said, I will never forget your name. And he even called his wife in the room and he said, Angie, come here, come here, come here. He said, I ain't mean to call her name, but he said, come here, come here. He said, this gentleman that I'm talking to, this, he re-represented, his name is Archie. He said, don't let me forget his name. She said, okay, Archie, okay, good, Archie, I, I will, we're going to remember you. You know what I mean? Just, and that made me feel good. So the next time somebody called, boy, I was tearing them up. They couldn't get by me, boy. I was like, yeah. You know, and that same day I was talking, I was writing, doing my um, start your day. I was doing my start your day. I was all into it. I was feeling good. And I got a call and I answered. And when I answered the phone, I didn't, I didn't think I did anything differently. But when I answered the phone, he said, did you just say thank you, Jesus? I said, yes, I said what? <laughs> I said, uh, you said, you heard, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I said, no, man, I, I don't think I said thank you, Jesus. But I said, thank you for calling Reams. And he was like, oh, man, I heard, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he said, oh, and it, it got funny, and I was giggling. He said, oh, you must have just been reading your Bible or something. But I told him, I said, no, man, I, I wasn't reading my Bible. I said, but you know what? I was writing, you know, according to the word of God. And he said, what was you writing about? And I told him what I was writing about, and I got a chance to witness to him. To let him know. And he was like, man, yeah, I, I sure thought you said thank you, Jesus. He said, but, you know, even got to the point, he said, you know, if you ever need something to write about, call me. <laughs> I got a lot of controversial scriptures to write about. <laughs> I don't need that, bro. I'm glad I'm not allowed to call you because I didn't even have to defend myself in that case. But this is, that was what was happening. You know, and not because of me just being me, anointed, but it's because of you. I am joined to you. I am unified with this family. We are unified together. I'm joined to you. You are joined to me. I'm in you and you are in me. And we can allow the Father, Christ, to be seen because of our joining. He said, you will know them by the love they have for one another. Come on, somebody. Woo. Hallelujah. Yes. There we go. Yes, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say, so you will know them by the love they have for one another. And it's awesome that you can love somebody so much that somebody who doesn't know you can see the God in you. The greatest ministry you can have is to be united to somebody, to your family, to a family that's joined with God. If, he's in, if, if, if God is in you and you are in him, and the person that you love or that you're joined to has the Father all in them, and they're all in the Father. And then all of a sudden, you all make a connection. Y'all all into one another. Uh -huh. 
How can that fail? How can you be defeated? How can the enemy have any place or any room in, where, in, in what's going on around you? Does not mean that he would show up. He won't show up. The flowing of the anointing does not mean it's going to be easy. But because of the flowing of the anointing, I have the victory. No matter what the challenge may be, guess what? I'm not defeated. I'm already, I have already won. I'm already victorious. All I have to do is be willing and courageous enough to face whatever obstacles is before me. And we can do that when we're unified. Sometimes we have to stand on our own. But we're never really alone when we're unified. Because when we're unified, Tom, somebody's praying for me. I'm never without prayer. I'm never without backing. Because you don't know why you're praying for Archie. You don't have to call me and find out what's going on. But just pray for me. I don't have to know what's going on in you, but I can pray for you. As soon as you drop in my spirit, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to begin to pray for you. Because you are never alone. That's how the anointing flows. And I had to read this to you. I got to read this to you. And I'm going to be wrapping up with this. It says, so when I looked up congruent, and it gave me the definitions. It gave me, um, you know, the synonym. It gave me a synonym. Or it really wasn't a synonym, but they used it in a sentence. Okay? And at first I read through it. And the father say, read that again. The spirit say, read it again. And I'm going to read it to you, but I want you to hear the voice in the voice of what I'm saying. Because I think it's phenomenal. All right? The example given says... The rules may not be congruent with the requirements of the law. The rules may not be congruent in agreement. We know that part. But I don't want you to necessarily focus on congruent right now. I want you to hear what I'm saying. The rules may not be congruent with the requirements of the law. When you are in Christ Jesus, when you are unified, and when the anointing flows, there are no rules and there are no laws to bind you. You are without rules and you are. Let me, let me, let me calm down. Let me calm down. Woo. Let me calm down. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Amen. Listen. The rules and the law does not apply to you. It does not mean that I'm not governed. It does not mean that I don't obey the lands of the law. What it means is I am lawless. There are no rules. There are no dimensions. That frames my world. I was saying that song. There's no, there's nothing that frames my world. In other words, there's no limitations to what I can achieve when I'm unified to a family. Family causes you to be unlimited. Family causes you to be uninhibited. Family causes you 
to walk in an anointing that's flowing. So everywhere I go, something changes. And as I was getting ready to walk out the door, we was getting ready. Uh, some of you may know him, his name, Donald Lawrence, was singing a song. And he was singing a song about Abraham. What's the title, baby? The Blessings of Abraham. And as I was hearing that, you know, the father said to me, say, Abraham was a family man, wasn't he? Abraham was one of the greatest family men that we knew all about. Everywhere Abraham went, he left an anointing, a flowing anointing behind him. Abraham, the father told Abraham, he said, you know what? Walk your borders. And everywhere you walk, it's going to be yours. And not only will it be yours, but the anointing is going to flow in that place. And Abraham was such an anointed man, and he was so unified, and he was so flowing with the anointing that generations after generation after generation experienced the anointing and the flowing of the family man Abraham. It wasn't just for him, and it wasn't just for his sons and daughters, but guess what? It's for you and me. Still now, Abraham's anointing is flowing through you and I. Every time we unify with one another in family, we join ourselves to the anointing of Abraham. The blessings of Abraham. Come on, somebody. Come on, get a Lord of prayer. Hallelujah. I am done. Know that you are lawless. Know that there's no rules that inhibit you. Know that you're never alone. As long as you are joined to a family, as long as your relationship with me is deeper than blood, but it's my spirit, there's no stopping us. We are lawless. And we are without limits because the anointing that flows from us. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Yes. So at this time, I want to pray for you. I want to pray with you. You know why? Because I want what's in me to be joined to you like never before. I want what's in you to be joined to me like never before. I want our relationship as a family to become deeper. So when I see you operating in this house, I can see the anointing flowing from you. He anoints my head with oil, but my cup ain't just filled, but it's running over. Come on, somebody. Woo. So even in the presence of my enemies, he prepares a table before me. And my cup overflows. And my enemies become my family. Woo.